Hey there, friends. It's Eddie, host of The New Activist. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you to help support the show. And the best way that you can do that right now is by going over to iTunes and rating slash reviewing the show. It really helps people find out about The New Activist and also sharing the show on social media. We have social media, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those are New Activist is. But even on your own account, just let people know about the conversations you're listening to and what the show and what the really the conversations mean to you. It's so helpful and it's clear by the growth of the show that you all are driving its success. Thank you. Here is The New Activist. Well, this is The New Activist. My name is Eddie Koffeltz and it is a joy to be with you today. Our guest on the show is a man that I appreciate a great deal. Friends, would you join me in welcoming Propaganda. Prop Hip Hop hails from LA. He is a poet, political activist, husband, father, brilliant mind, MC, podcast host. Prop, am I missing anything? About it. That's about all of it. <laughs> Prop's most recent album, Crooked, is incredible. It, I love this album. It is funny, it's tender, it's angry at times, it's challenging, it's brilliant. He is also the co-host of the Red Couch podcast with Dr. Alma, who is also his wife, and she is an incredible person. Oh, we're going to get into such a we're going to get <laughs> yes, that's right. We're going to get into yeah. all about her. Yeah. Um, and as the name of the show <laughs> uh, beep number 1, as the name of the show <laughs> would imply. Sorry. No, Prop and Dr. Alma sit on the Red Couch and basically wake us all up with their unique brand of humor and insight in hood politics. This interview is being recorded live in front of the audience to liberate IJM's 20-year anniversary. Yes! Ladies and gentlemen, propaganda. I might, I might use that like little... How'd you, how'd you feel about that? How'd you feel about that whole intro? Dude, yeah. I'm going to use the, the little thing about Red Couch. It's like, oh, we sit on a couch and wake everybody. That's cool. <laughs> That's man. it. You can have the whole thing. I'm, buying, it's I'm, all bite, yours. I'm biting that, boy. All right. My first question is, uh, is not really a question. I just wanted to say okay. um, there, like, uh, there are two categories of people on the whole planet that I get really, really excited about hanging out with. One would be anybody on SNL. Um, Amen. Obviously, I wouldn't be able to hold together. Uh, two are people that are like rap hip-hop poets so I guess it's not a question I just want you to know where my headspace is at right now um, so propaganda yes let's, let's talk about your life uh, for a little bit where'd you grow up what kind of family did you have okay let's so just start at the beginning start at the beginning okay cold stormy night <laughs> that's right that's right uh, nah uh yeah Los Angeles South Central LA uh that's where I, that's where it all started for me um my uh you know my my dad's from Dallas. My mother's from D.C. Um, somehow, because of you know the Watts Towers you know initiative that was giving housing vouchers to Black families, leaving Jim Crow. That's how our family got to L.A. And um, you, you just look like you just blew your mind right now. You, you did. Can you tell me like more about <laughs> that whole? Could just go and tell me more about like how how that happened? Like yeah. So post Jim Crow. Um, so my grandmother, you know, they were all, you know, hailing from Dallas and, you know, it wasn't really, um, it's not that it was illegal for black families to own homes. It was just very unlikely that someone would sell to a black family. So uh, when um, sort of the Watts Towers and that, that initiative of, of South Los Angeles was getting put together, it was like a consorted effort to, to bring 
families who wanted to own homes, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, to the West, you know what I mean? This was never a slave state, you know what I'm saying? It's, right. it was just, it's a totally different um, narrative. So when my, basically when my grandparents split, um, and was all, this your mom, your grandparents? It was my dad's, your dad's, dad's family. Okay. Yeah. When they when so when his parents split and my grandmother and essentially all of her sisters just like mass exodus and mm. came to came to South LA. You know. How did they? How did you enjoy growing up there? Um, or did you I, enjoy? I, I wouldn't trade any of that really? for the world. It was. I grew up. I specifically was in a predominantly Latino neighborhood. Um, so I grew up super multicultural, you know, uh, there was Filipinos two blocks away. There was just this, this like super cool experience. Um, you know, and the time I was there was like, I got to see sort of like the flourishing of like, just like skateboarding and like Dogtown and graffiti and just hip hop and just the Venice beach stuff. And just like, yeah. I mean, I was a very, very young, but it's just like, this was the environment that was just birthing so many like movements at the time. Um, and the crack attack, but that sucked. Yeah, that, wasn't good. What <laughs> that do sucked. What do people think, like, um, what do people think LA is like versus what is your LA like? Um, I, I think that like, it, that it's some sort of like, f this fearful experience that's, you know, always dangerous and you always gotta say like, we, like we all didn't join gangs, like everybody's in gang bang, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. On all gang, you know what I'm saying, right? I didn't either. Um, yeah, totally. And uh, that it's, um, or or that it's like, you know, I'm gonna walk down the street and run into like Snoop Dogg. Like, you know, you just, you just okay. know stars. It's like I'm gonna call something though. Yeah. I bet you've run into Snoop Dogg, haven't I, you? I have. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it's my career like, though. <laughs> like I could just tell with the twinkle in your eye that like you've met him, and I need to know about but that. But low key, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, and then like probably uh, that it's just like impossibly expensive to live there don't get me wrong it's pricey but it's all i knew so like right. you know if, if nine million people live in the city it's not impossible to live there right. you know what I'm saying? somehow nine somebody, million people here right. yeah. somebody's figuring out yeah i mean i'm curious uh, so can i use can i use your not propaganda name okay sure jason petty yes uh, oh both of them <laughs> that's right well, both my names hold up now you know what i'm saying <laughs> Might but be so, wanted, you know what I'm saying? Like before propaganda, Jason yeah. is growing up. Like, what is it like? Um, like, what is happening in your life that is forming you into the activist that you Dude, would become? That's right. Yeah. So, um, I guess it's a little bit of everything. I got to traverse like almost most of the social strata of California. I feel like I've lived in essentially every major region of Southern Cali. You know, mm. from like, you know, the brand new suburb, you know, all the way down to like just historic, you know. South Central, you know what I'm saying? So um, being able to see all that, you just get this, you're just playing this sort of three-dimensional sort of experience and you're just, you're, you're, you're so familiar because you live in so, so close quarters to so many different life experiences, yeah. whether it's uh, socioeconomic or just ethnic or intercultural, or whatever. You're just around so much um, that it's hard to not feel a kinship to all these other experiences that aren't necessarily your own. Um, so there's that. And then there's secondly, like my father was, I mean, my father was a Black Panther. So like you, um, yeah, so it's like, I didn't have like, we didn't have like, there was no Disney posters on my wall. It was, 
five kingdoms of Ghana, Mali, and Songhai. Like, I had to follow the Timbuktu road. It was on my wall. You know what I'm saying? Wow. I wrote a book report to my dad as a seventh grader about Malcolm X. Like, Ooh. so. How do you, how, what did he think of it? <laughs> it was, what do you think of the book report? Yeah, what did he, yeah, like, was he I don't like, remember. Like, yeah. I just remember having to read it, you know, yeah. and being like, I feel like this is way above my reading level. You know? Yeah. But, like, but I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then we watched the movie, which uh, kind of like, the book report was really more about the movie. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. for me, you know? Um, but yeah, you just, yeah, you, you, you learn. You, you, it's like you go to school and you think, I thought everybody like knew who Sojourner Truth was. I thought everybody right. could recite a corrido. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you guys don't all know Gregorio Cortez. It's like right. everybody doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, right. you just, you just, you've never had dinner, Guan? Like, you right, know what I'm saying? Right, like, you right. just, these are just things you just in this space that have been so normalized for yes. you that it's hard to understand when somebody else doesn't understand. So it's kind of like. It, it becomes, I think I just said it in the other thing, where it's like, speaking of justice, become an activist, it's like, these aren't, these aren't like adages or, you know, sort of appendages to your life. Yeah. Like, just, it's, this literally life and death. Like, we, right. we can't live right. unless these things are fixed. You know what I'm saying? So that's not, not an option. This is, the way you go. You know I, I'm curious about your dad being a, a Black Panther because yeah. I think that like outsiders will see the Black Panther movement. Like some people have seen it as like this really like uh, militant anti-establishment. But mm -hmm. within, but tell me what's true. Tell me what's true because like you, it's your dad. Tell yeah, me, tell I mean, me what well, it was like for him. It's like any other organization. It's it's you know it's it's not flattened. It's not a monolith. That's right. You know there were some more sort of leaned more towards sort of the uh, the higher level sort of creating a third party yes. for you know the government. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because they feel like it voice. And the same reason somebody was like, I mean, it's essentially it's Boston Tea Party. No taxation without representation. It's like right. I'm not going to keep doing these things if my voice isn't going to be heard you know, in the highest of offices. So mm -hmm. we need to form a party that's gonna do that. That's yeah. one wing. Yeah. And then there was the other wing that's just like, okay, nobody's gonna take care of us. We need to take care of ourselves. Clearly y'all don't care. We need to figure out like, oh, why are we failing in school? Oh, cause we're hungry. Oh, no problem. Let's just feed our kids. Yeah. Right. You don't have a, you don't have a safe passage to school. Okay, cool. We'll organize. Right. You need tutoring. Oh, okay. We'll just tutor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's right. they're not teaching you about who you are in school. Okay. We'll teach you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and then the, and then if you look at like sort of the, uh, the list of demands, like, you know, you know, fair and suitable housing, the immediate ending of police brutality. These are just like basic. I just want to, <laughs> can right. I just like, can I just like go to work and go home like the rest of y'all? Like, yes. you feel me? So like it was this, so there was, there was all these things, but like, right. like I said, my father was a part of like the, sort of the after school programs. Um, now granted, this is like pre me, you know what I'm saying? Like right. he wasn't, you know, a, a husband and a father. At that time. At that time. That's you know right. What I'm saying? So like, so I, I only know, a lot of those stories from just him telling me, but I didn't, I mean, I was, yeah. 
I'm, I was too young to, like, I wasn't born, you know, when he was really active. Yeah, you know right, that's yeah. right, that's right. Not that I wasn't too young, I just wasn't born, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> right, that's right, that's right. So, like, you grow up in this, in this house where the language of activism is not, it's it just, that's the language of existing. Like, you were yeah. just in a house that is just acknowledging that things are not as they should be and that it is, we have a part to play in making them right. This is just... Yeah, I mean, there it, was some purposeful things, like he would rent, you know, back when you rent movies from the library, you know what I mean? He would mm. rent, like, all the way from, like, black exploitation films all the way to like I mean these are I don't know if you these might be like deep cuts but like just the autobiography of Miss Dane Pittman like yeah woman called Moses you know a book about like or a movie about Sarah Tubman yeah. Sounder like did you ever were you, you ever know. like dad can you bring home Ghostbusters or something there was times where I was just like can we want something funny like dang pop like anything Beverly Hills Cop our life something sucks <laughs> like, <laughs> why are we always so serious yeah you know. <laughs> Uh, but it was it was it was like it felt empowering, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I and a lot of that just felt like just time with my dad, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Do you remember growing up like the first time that like like you it, like the like injustice of the world in some form started to personalize itself with you? Like started clicking. You started to see that things were not as they should be because it's one thing to like grow up with it as a message in your home. It's yeah. another thing to internalize your activism. Yeah, I think that there was. I mean, if I go back to the earliest one, it was like yearbook pictures. And I know how trivial that might sound, but like, um, I mean, it's, it's low technology. There's it's black and white like photos. Yeah. But when I'd look at like pictures of my sister or myself inside of this yearbook, like just blasted out, just black. You know what I'm saying? Oh, because like, there wasn't any thoughtfulness to the lighting of the picture. They didn't think about lighting us different. You know what I'm saying? So like, you're looking Whoa, at that, man. and it's just I just remember thinking, and then my mom at, at our elementary school like volunteered to like you know like recess you know what I'm saying and right you know so she and the same thing like I'm looking at this picture and it's just like why why y'all do my mom like that you know what I'm saying so like so it was my first notice was like microaggression you know what I'm saying where it's yes. just like why are you I didn't have a word for it but like that was the first thing I noticed like why do all the black kids in this yearbook right look cartoonish like I don't understand and and the fact that like I kind of felt like I couldn't it's like if I bring it up, it's like maybe I have the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you talking? Like, it's just. Well, and you know. should, you're a kid. You shouldn't yeah. have to bring it up. Somebody in the administration should see the proofs of the yearbook and go, oh, well, this is, this is unfair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But the fact that like, there's just layers of ignorance that has to yeah, happen for a yeah. yearbook picture to get. Yeah, that so that's far. probably like my earliest yeah. thing. And then I think there was another, there was another moment where I had a, a teacher when I was in fourth grade. Like, I was a straight A student. Like, and, um, Good for you, man. Yeah, I mean. I, you're still proud of that, and I feel that, and you I'm proud. You tell the way I looked at you. I was yeah, a you're like, I said it all history. I, I, I was met, a straight A student. I met Snoop, and I got straight A's. I was so a straight A student. My <laughs> life is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hipsters voice are always raspy. I was a straight A student. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> so, no, I, 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 I was, and I had a teacher that was like, I don't like giving students if they earn straight A's like the first like quarter or semester. I don't want to give them that. Like I'd rather give them you know B pluses because like want them to work towards something right and my father and his koofy and daishiki sitting across set just kind of did just one of these and was like right. telling me my son earned straight a's and you're not going to give it to him right right and then his voice raised and that's right you know and we 
sir, 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 I'm going to need <laughs> you to, like, so, you know, you're right. witnessing that. And so then and we're just piling on yeah, top of each other. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and my mother, you know, I don't know if you know black women, but my mother, like, lean over a little quick, a little, yeah. little closer, like, we're sitting together. My mother gave him one of these, you know. <laughs> if you know, if you know black women, it's like, they're we're never going to be able to come back. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you have to just like, <laughs> like, you know, so she's giving him one of these. I'm, but I'm my not mother, ready to pull him out of this school yeah, and have to find a new yeah, place. Yeah, we're going to have to find another school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so, so my mom, but my mom was just as livid. But again, if you understand black women, it's like, it's the opposite. Like, the more angry she's getting, the quieter she's becoming. Right. And the more polite. So she's... <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm hmm? just right because I'm, now you know that yeah, the, the, it's really off the rails because like dad's going and that's kind of expected. Yeah, but when but mom, if mom, right. mom just says, <laughs> right. "I'm sorry," um, <laughs> can you just just one more time? Can you lay that's that right. out for me? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, she just adjusts her body. Yo, so you watching this and I'm like, and I'm going, ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, at this point you know you don't need to say at anything. this point i'm like i'm good i I'm did fine. my part i'm gonna get I did my part yeah, yeah you're so gonna get an a even if you didn't earn totally, it at this point yeah. like it's just good yeah. so those like those moments i think were the beginnings of being like i think i think i'm different you know i see um and then with the kids it was like this kid i put in an album once it was a kid that just looked me straight in the face and was like i thought god made black people by smearing them with with poop Ooh. that's why i thought god made black people and at that moment, I was like, oh. are you going to beat me again? Yeah. You, 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 it'd kind of be fun on the thing, but you guys. No, no, no. I mean, it's live streaming to the entire iJam oh, audience. Oh, totally. So, you... so at that moment, I was like, I should kick the shit out of you, right? Like, right, yeah. That's what you just, uh, you said you believe black people were made because God took a poop and smeared it all over them. I should... Right, right there. I should, right. This is, I should this, kick the snot yeah, out of you, dude, you, right? You, like, yeah, this is, it's infuriating to hear secondhand yeah. years later. I can't so imagine. Like, yeah. You know, but you, you, and then, like, again, I'm from the hood, so you start looking around, like, okay, so how many of y'all, if I fire on this dude, like, he's going to jump in, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Am, am I ready to, like, and then there's that guy, and then I'm going, and then I'm gonna have to explain to this white principal, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so all of this, I'm a fifth grader, all of this is running through your head, like, is it worth it? I'm gonna have to see this dude tomorrow. And then, so then I go, okay, at some point this school year, we're gonna fight. I just, maybe it's not now, but right. at some point, I'm gonna punch this guy. Yeah, this so will I'm, just yeah. Gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm just gonna wait. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's, it's gonna happen. You're gonna say something again. Right. And it's gonna be in front of the right adult yeah. that's going to understand why I fired on him. Right, why you're angry. Yeah. Right, and justifiably so. Totally. Um, I'm curious if there's a parallel track happening, because obviously music, poetry, art, is it, it becomes just or at least for us yeah. a huge part of the expression of how you speak about all this is that starting to happen at that age yeah or you so i fell in love yeah hip-hop like i fell in love with hip-hop uh pretty young 
And that was uh, just kind of like, you know, catching your bike to Venice Beach and you're like seeing dudes spinning on their heads. You're like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my it life. very cool. You know what I'm saying? You know? Um, and then, you know, you're passing, I don't know if you're familiar with Los Angeles, but where the 10 and the 101, like the highways meet, there's this thing called the LA River, which is not a river, yeah. but it's, I mean, it's paved, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's just these like graffiti murals, like, you know, yeah. so you're in the backseat. Isn't there a picture of you on one of your albums on that? Probably. Yeah. 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 Where you're just like, you're just falling in love with whatever that is. Mm. And like I just want to be a part of that, you know. Yeah. Um, so and then that type of hip hop was very Lord sort of. I mean, this is this is Public Enemy. This is De La right. Soul. This is yeah. you know what I'm saying. So these people were talking about uplifting the community things, things. So I fell in love with that hip hop. You yes. know what I mean? And it resonated with me. So that at the time was already becoming sort of the language that I was speaking already. And then you get to the lunch table, and it's like you're you know, beating on a thing and battle rapping. And it's just yeah. like, so oh, that's, I mean, like, it, you know? that's how you know. That's how you begin to know that you actually have an ability in this. Because a lot of people yeah. can enjoy and appreciate it, but not everyone can create this Totally. Art. I mean, it's like every kid, you know, every kid wrote a skateboard, but you're like, you're not going to go pro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, we all had a skateboard. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. But, and some of us are better than others, you know? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of, at, at first, that's what it was. It was just like, man, this is what we do, you know? Mm. And, and you, you know, you kind of get a knack. And then me, like, just learning to be quick on my feet just because like, I just don't like being embarrassed, you know what I'm saying? Was like, I'm gonna get good at rapping. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. So, so then there's like these strands of your life. So there's this activism strand, there's the musical strand, but then there's this strand of, of faith. Like Absolutely. At, at what point, like how does that enter your story? Is that from your family? Is that something you yeah. come into on your own? All the, it's so crazy, like all these strands were, they're all overlapping. I mean like yes, that's right. life. But yeah, so my parents became Christians when I was in, some point in elementary school yeah. um, and um, we just like do you know how I mean that's kind of old for I mean not old but like that's not typical right yeah. for someone um I think I know like as a matter of fact that so the I think the pastor that led them to Jesus um, lives in like Sioux Falls South Dakota now they were in Inglewood. They live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Wow. Now it's crazy. Right? They need to be on the. Sh that's yeah, like a cultural shift. Dude, no, but they were. So anyway, Inglewood. Inglewood at one time was was pretty affluent. And it was very white. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so well, then it's fine. Yeah, Sioux yeah, Falls at one point, right? <laughs> um, so uh, they so they were the they were under the under those pastors. My sister was six years older than me, and she had um, really bad epilepsy, and uh, they sort of like um, the doctor that my sister was going through, going to, went to this guy's church and he was playing like this like jazz and stuff. Like my dad's telling me the story because I mean, like I said, I was too young for all this. He's, he's, they're playing this jazz music and stuff, but it was like gospel. And yeah. so my father, you know, being a soulful man he was, he was like, man, what, what is this? And he was like, oh man, it's, it's gospel. He's like, that ain't gospel. He's like, no, it's, it's gospel. So then yeah. he was like, man, you should come to church with me. So, so the doctor that was like, serving my sister, yeah. invited my parents to church, oh. you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and at some point in that sort of exchange, like my sister, like I said, she wasn't supposed to, like she wasn't supposed to live past 12. Mm -hmm. And uh, she had her last seizure was when she was eight, you know, and just, it just stopped, you know? So like straight miracle styles, right? Wow. Um, and that obviously was like part of the catalyst for my parents' salvation, yes. you know what I'm saying? Um, and, Wow. And then we just like, so I don't know how long we stayed at that church. The first church I remember was a little bit further, um, further along. And it was, yeah, for me, like, you just, I'm a product of like really good, like youth ministry. Like yeah. the, uh, 
it was over time. Like I wasn't at like this real big thing. It was like my my um my like middle school Sunday school teacher was like a member of like La M A. Like he was like part of like the Mexican mafia. But like cool. He was my eighth grade Sunday school teacher. You know why not? And uh, yeah, and like I. He led me to Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. over time, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, when I say, like, I grew up very multicultural, that's what I'm yeah. trying to tell you, you know you what I'm did. saying? Yeah. So, yeah, and it was, like, and a lot of, and, like, the big kids at that church, like, these dudes were, like, dogtown skaters. They were, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, these guys were, like, these, I didn't know, were, like, building culture. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, the high school and, like, college kids were, were building culture, you know what I'm saying? And I guess at our church, we were ahead of our time, so, like, um, I mean, our back wall was like all graffiti. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It was just, we were just, we were just hood kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, so as you get like launched into like through high school and into adulthood, like what are you thinking your life? I mean, at this point, are you like, I'm going to be a musician? Not or, at all, dude. What, what was your whole trajectory when you're launched into Yeah. So I went to world. school for visual arts. I went to school for illustration. Oh, neat. Like, yeah. Illustration and intercultural studies. It was like having that sort of like, sort of uh, like, strong like sort of black identity like it was always about not being a statistic you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying it just you're representing for all of us you know what i'm saying so it's what a, what a cliche to like grow up and be a rapper you know what i'm saying right um so it was like no go to college you know what i'm saying finish school you know so i did you know but and, did you know inside that that was not going to be your trajectory or did you really still believe i didn't know like i taught high school for six years i thought this yeah. was it and for me like rap was just so fun yeah. and it's like the type of rap that i did i was like D- you don't there's no Grammys for this, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, I, and poetry too. I'm like, this, right. this is a, such a small niche. Right. You feel me? That I'm like, it's not even worth. And I was such a like close-minded underground like, <laughs> backpacker, like real hip hop, you know, just just <laughs> stupid. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. You know, so no, like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was so like in that that yeah. I was like, you just don't know. You go to work, you get a job. Men work. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. You know, you, just, you know, and and um. Yeah, I like it was like panic attack styles when like I quit teaching to do music full time. Like it was because I was like, you you don't you have a master's in education, bro. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. you're about to quit? What's wrong with you? you yeah. Know? yeah. Do you adopt? Are you immediately like when you start like when you make that transition in your music? Like, do you immediately go by propaganda, or does that? I, I was propaganda when I was 16. How does that happen? Tell me about that. that like, <laughs> I know it's a silly question, but like I'm yeah. curious. Like, my cousin gave me the name. Tell me about that. So my cousin, uh, you know, yeah, we were at the equivalent of like the suburban garage band. You know what I'm saying? We, we yeah. were just two rappers making rap groups and mixtapes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, he uh, he dubbed me that just because of like the cross sections of my my. Um, interests you know um, I was always the one bringing up like man you got to know the truth my brother because of my dad you know what I'm saying right I was I was the Christian of us yeah. so I was trying to tell him about Jesus you know what I'm saying yeah. he knew I was a visual artist he knew we did hip-hop you know what I'm saying so he just kind of like put the name on me like dude yeah. that's just you man it's great marketing I mean who knew it was like know, such right? a perfect it was like a perfect yeah. name yeah 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 do your parents ever care that the name that the world knows you by and calls you by is not the name they were oh, thinking they don't of? care they don't care yeah. at all yeah. Well, that's good. Great. My dad, though, like, my parents split when I was a freshman. So, like, I, I mean, I saw him all the time. But, like, my dad still is just like, that's my son. You know, like, yeah. you heard of my son? Like, that's my dad. <laughs> He's very you know? proud of you. Yeah. yeah. 
let's talk about your music for a bit because I don't want to be hacky interviewer and ask questions like how do you write a song? And I'm, I mean, I know I know that's all interesting and you've talked about that, but I am curious, like, why you're a musician? Like, what 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 is it about you doing this? Like, why do you have to do this? Yeah, that's. I ask myself that all the time. Man. <laughs> right, like, right, right. Um, there's definitely just as much of a push as there is a pull, you know, mm-hmm. um, on the you know the the red eye flights and right. you know six a.m. like you know flight boards at five forty a.m. Like I'm definitely asking like, yeah. what, dude, like it's work. Yeah, there's got to be a better way to do this. You know right. what I'm saying? That's right. Um, I think that without being too spiritual. There is a reality of like, I, I kind of, I can't even fathom any other way. I, I, um, I don't like, I, running away, like doing something else would feel like running away. Mm-hmm. Like you're hiding from something that you know God has called you to. Mm-hmm. You're hiding, you know what I'm saying? We even, we tried to like, you know, as a family, like, oh, let's, let's get out of LA. Let's like, you know, go down to Orange County, like get yourself some, like a little safe neighborhood with like a, you know, nice little yard. And, and we just, and it felt like we're hiding out over here. It felt like, again, a spiritualized, it felt like Moses running to the like African desert. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I don't understand that. Why would it be hiding out if you move to the suburbs? Cause like you're, performing your music in like Frisco, Texas this weekend, right? Isn't this like a universal thing? What, what, is, what does it it's matter? It's just like you know who you are and you know where you belong. I see. So I was saying it like metaphorically speaking to where it was like I, we there felt like, you know I what? I, I think this is what people work towards, this yes. idea uh-huh. of safety. You understand what I'm saying? I do. That we mistake for peace. You know what I'm saying? We mistake safety for peace. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like... That's what we were thinking. It was like, all this is out here is safe, but it's not, but we're not at rest. Like this isn't peaceful. We know where we belong. Yeah. So for me, doing something else would be safe, mm. but it's not peace. Right. You, know, you know what I'm saying? I do. So it's like, I, I, it's kind of the best way I can explain it. You know what I'm saying? Do you, do you, feel, do you feel peaceful now? I do. I, I feel peaceful in the sense that like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't in the sense that like, I know I could be doing this better. Like, you know, um, um, from a, just from an organizational, just a business standpoint, like there's parts of me, like as an artist that I'm like, I'm totally all over the place. I need a manager to like, I'm like, help me manager, <laughs> rail all this in. Cause <laughs> yes, it, something comes in my email and it's awesome. I'm like, yes, we're doing it. Yeah, there's no yeah. strategy. What are you doing that? Yes, let's do it. Yeah, hey, you wanna be on that podcast? Yes, you're like bro, like that's right. that's do how your own you podcast. That's why I got you here today. You shouldn't have done this, but here <laughs> you are. I'm, Sully. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah, I should have interviewed you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in, um, in everything you do, like, it, it, and it seems like you're trying to say something or some yeah. things, like everything from like Twitter uh-huh. to the Red Couch podcast, your music, everything. It seems like this isn't just for entertainment. Like, there's some stuff all. to be said. So, like, what is all this? What is all this for? That's right. What are you dude. doing this for? Yeah, I, yeah. Do you know? Almost even unpacking that more. Like, if it was for the entertainment or for the like financial value, I definitely would make totally different music. Because it's so not hard to, right? Like, just what's hot right now? Okay, do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I do. a much more sensible route, right? Right. Um, but I do think I I do think that all the intersections that you talked about, like as a believer, as a person of color, as a musician, as 
just a member of society. Uh, there's just, there's so many layers of being like, I look to like more like a, a William Wilberforce or like a, um, you know, or even Nina Simone just being like, yo, you supposed to discern the times, yes. you know what I'm saying? Um, and how I'm sitting in a tradition you know, of black music, if you will, that mm -hmm. goes so far back of just like articulating an experience and an emotion that just like can be prophetic just by being honest, you right. know what I'm saying? So um, I, I, I definitely like see that part, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And being sort of like a social, cultural kind of translator. In a lot of ways, like I try not to do like prescriptive stuff, it's more descriptive, mm. where I'm just like, let me just have you sit in here, like clearly you don't understand them, but I kind of get them, Yeah. so let me go, hey, this is, hey guys, this is, this is you, dude, like, this is what you're saying to them, and this is how you sound to them, Yeah. you know what I'm saying, and yeah. then like, and then they're like, oh crap, like, but I kind of do that too, Right. so then just the self-reflective, and just kind of like, going back and forth but ultimately there's the the bigger idea of sort of like how do i say it like terraforming like that's such a like why would you pull that word out of nowhere right but that terraforming is the idea of like building a planet like yeah. you're making a planet livable yes. right um so when i think of like how we create culture how we create humans one of my favorite books is this book called uh, um the sacred canopy mm. uh and it's just basically about like how culture and civilization is built in that it was necessary for the human survival like any other species other species don't need culture you're like you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. we kind of do familiar ties and like and but culture is a human construct like yeah. we made it up yeah. and then it makes us right, right? so like we're like we're wiring our biology in a yeah. lot of ways our neurology in a lot of ways based on what we tell ourselves of our identities and what is true and stuff yeah. like that. So like, um, so, so when we, and it, so then, so even, but we made it up. Like, so yeah. we told it, the cement settles and then it tells us who we are. Yeah. Right. So the, so then the antidote would be, well, we need to tell better stories. Mm. So if we tell better stories, better narratives, um, then it'll eventually the, the cement settles and then it creates better humans. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to tell better stories. Do yeah. you think cult that like culturally we've, we're becoming more accepting of like black artists telling better stories? Because I feel like there's this group of like this, this like almost new frontier of rappers right now that are like are very brave and bold and also selling albums. So it's like you, Chance, yeah, yeah. Lecrae. Um, Thanks for putting me in that list, dude. <laughs> I think you're in that list. Yeah, are, dude. But you are in that yeah. list, right? Uh, you're telling, but, yeah. but like, do you feel a shift or is that just a I mean, yeah, like, but you, again, like as a, as a student of history, I'm like, that was, that's the same goulash that launched a Marvin Gaye, that launched, uh, yes. you know what I'm saying? That, so there was, it, there's a lot of times it sits with the times, you know what yeah. I mean? What was happening that made Ray Charles what he was? Well, there was a That's geopolitical right. thing happening right. that sometimes pushes sort of that prophetic voice forward right. that is articulating what we're all already thinking. Like in the Latino like world, like Selena, like why is Selena celebrated so much? It's because mm. at the time, Latinas needed that voice, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yes. And so she sat like that perfect storm and said what she had to say and do what she had to do and be who she was and all that was around that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, so I think that like music in a, is so tied to 
politics and, and cultural moments and stuff yeah. like that. So I think that it's not so much a shift, if you will, but just an ebb, of, ebb and flow of just how culture moves. You know what I mean? Speaking of culture and your, your music, pardon me if this is an ignorant statement, You're but... You're pardoned. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Prop. Yes. Um, but hip-hop within the kind of the Christian ecosystem yeah. hasn't always been viewed as totally credible, especially because, <laughs> sorry already, especially because I feel like in the CCM day, there wasn't uh -huh. a lot of exposure to what was, I'm sure, a ton of incredible artists, right? Like, yeah. all, all I heard growing up was like, DC Talk and yeah. Carmen, and it was like, okay, well, I guess that's rap, right? But like, <laughs> yeah, how do you feel? <laughs> that was great. It was, it was like, a, yes, I mean, it was a pretty hot Carmen burn. Yeah, yeah here you like, he, like here you are though for yeah. years, uh -huh. right? Making thoughtful, challenging music that is widely accepted, yet it's also getting mm -hmm. play and like, like you can buy your CD in Lifeway, right? Well, you can't. You could, but you can't. You can get it online. You can, Really? Yeah, I checked it right before this, hey, just to make sure pulled, it wasn't They put lying. it back. Head to lifeway.com, let's sell it out. All right, they pulled amazing. it back, dude. They took it off at first. Yeah. I'm just curious how you paved that, paved that road, because it's kind of like your, to me, it, mm -hmm. from an outsider, like your unique road that you've paved without yeah. a lot I of I mean, it. in some ways, like, the, there was, foundation was laid with, with people before me. You know, I can't take full credit. You know, I was part of a larger group called Tunnel Rats, and then, you know, in the, in the, uh, I was the younger, youngest member of that. So, like, there was definitely, like, a, uh, a somewhat of, like, a dirt road already there. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Um, but I think that, like, there's, okay, so there's Christian music, and then there's Christian industry. And okay. I think that, like, a lot of times the the conversation is those terms are used interchangeably or undefined mm -hmm. in that like like as a professional artist these are totally different things yeah. you know um so you take some of the flack that maybe like a lecrae have gotten like why are you leaving christian music and he's like right. no i'm leaving christian industry and that's a different question you understand what i'm right. saying um so i think that some of what what happened i would say in, in recent years was like there were no we're still talking infrastructure there were these these and i'm not saying this i'm not attributing value good or bad to whatever ccm was but just in reality it's it's a business like it yeah. You know, and there's a business and a business has products and products have consumers and you yeah. have to sell to the consumer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you have to live, you're going to look out on the stage and be like, well, who's my consumer? Yeah. They ain't rap buyers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So if that's the case, if we're booking, it's industry, we're booking festivals, you know, we have uh, talent buyers, you have booking agents, you have radio stations, you have program directors, and all of those are looking out and saying, well, who are we selling to? Hmm they don't necessarily want to hear rap because right. when they get to their church on Sunday morning, somebody told them that that's the devil's music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so there was, it's not that nobody, it's not that like, it's just, it's not that like we was avoiding it, it just wasn't, wasn't welcomed in. You know what I'm saying? But since it's a business, when you start selling units, right. you're know what I'm saying? Without the machine. Yes. Like the machine's going to go, oh, oh, wait, what are you guys doing? You know, and, um, and is going to sort of attempt to somehow either welcome you in and then act like you thought of it or yeah. uh, figure <laughs> out, right, yeah, or figure out how to like, you know, yeah. partner up. So you have to be shrewd enough to either be like, um, 
I'm just going to take this like this pipeline because it's there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just and it, again, it depends on what you're out. I'm, and I'm not again, I'm not attributing value either way. If your yes. outcome or your desire is like, I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to make a lucrative career. I'm going to give you guys like like some actual numbers. Like so for Christian music, market speaking, there's six million buyers, right? So that's total, right? right. There's six million buyers. Right. Winter Jam sees two million of them, right? Wow. So that's. I mean, it's a third of the market. So play Winter Jam. That's like, yeah, it's a no brainer. Yeah, you there's got to be very few markets that you can like literally tackle a third of the market at yeah. one in one, one, one shot. You know what I'm saying? It's a business. Right. You know, so but business has requirements. They have buyers and the buyers want this, you know, A, B or C. I just made a decision that I was just like, I'm not going to make I don't make what you want. Hmm cool you know what i'm saying like i do but of those of that of that two million you see i would be like there's probably three hundred thousand of y'all that yeah. are just kind of settling for this yes this isn't what you want i'm just kind of settling for it because right. i thought this was my only option you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah so that's really more my that was model that was incredibly <laughs> interesting in our, in our final uh, moments together i want to talk about the red couch podcast oh yes um i love the red couch podcast Thank you. for those that have not heard it just pause subscribe to it right now Please and then do. come back can you tell us a little bit about red couch why you started it what it is yeah so you, about your awesome co-host by yeah the way. so we were approached uh, also by relevant um i was approached to just hey, we're going to start a podcast network. We want to give you a podcast. And it was like, cool, about what? Whatever you want. And then I froze because I was like, wait, that's yeah. wait, about anything? Like, Isn't it you funny? Know, too much freedom sometimes? It's too much freedom yeah, is like yeah. stifling. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's I like, do. I don't know what to do. So, yeah. and we had, our house does have a red couch. Right? It's, right. Our couch is actually red. And, you know, um, and it was my buddy, Jay Givens, that actually went, hey, Red Couch Podcast. Like, he right. dumbed it, uh, dubbed it immediately. And I was like, oh, crap. So then... When my kids would go off to school, like when everybody was out and me and my wife finally had a moment to connect, like we would just like sit down on our couch and we would cover all things. Now my wife, PhD in educational policy and social context, first generation Latina, absolutely brilliant. Just so our talks on our couch were like, yeah, they were about like political moments. They were about like, you know, Celia Cruz. They were about Cardi B and they were about Black Lives Matter. Like, so we just traversed so many different topics in just our casual conversation. Um, and there's, and sometimes like in her just like being just like delirious from just being tired, she would just drop these like nuggets of just these truth bombs. And I was like, ooh, what's it like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. God dog, like. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna, and she's such an introvert, hates being on stage, and I know that's like in style to be an introvert, but like, no, legit. Like, yeah. She would like, my family, like, we black, my family's loud, she would hate coming, like, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. She told my uncle, like, when we first got married, she was like, so my, my uncle, she was like, the uncle was like, hey, do you, so you think about having, like, before my, my youngest daughter was born, it's like, so you guys think about having another child? And that's my uncle, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And she was like, I don't know why. Why are you worried about our sex life? Oh my! Just like super uncomfortable. Don't ask me a question. Like, and it wasn't. She wasn't being rude. That was like her legit. Like, I'm uncomfortable right now. I don't know how to answer you. And I was just like, 
that's my uncle, right? Like he's my uncle, babe. Yeah. Like we like that's your in, like we're your in law. Right. We're welcome, related. Welcome to the family. This yeah, is what like that's not I'm not a stranger on the street, but she was just legit. Like doesn't want. Like she's the most reluctant like star I've ever mm. met. You know what I'm saying? Um, so the only way for me to get her to like talk about this brilliance was to like no, we're gonna record in our living room yeah. on our couch, just us. Yeah. You know and. That was the genesis, and we just kind of were like, what do we, like I said, what do we talk about already? How do, what makes us laugh already? How do we understand the world? How can we translate that to, yeah. the, to the planet? I that's kind of what it was. It's yeah. a great show, Prop. Yeah, It's thanks, a good man. show. Last question. We do ask this to everyone, but I, I'm particularly interested in how you would define activist. I mean, the show is called so The New good. Activist, and it's yeah. like, it's a loaded word, and we named it that on purpose. Totally. Like, so why, how would you define activist? Yeah, I just think... Um, Man, there's so many ways to take it. I think in a lot of ways it has to do with like word and deed, you know, um, that I think, you know, there in a lot of ways there's like lofty idea of like an activist, you'd have to be like meeting with your senators and, um, you know, organizing mar marches. That's a type of activist, that's yes. a community organizer, you know what I'm yes. saying, that's a front lines person. But I think in some ways like activism could be, um, having the the moves that you're doing in the way that you're going are purposeful yeah. and for the purpose of justice and equality you know we we there's a there we had a lady that you know like came to clean our house every two weeks and we did that not because we need it like if you or can afford it like can't afford that, you know what I'm saying? And we don't need it. I got a 13 year old, I already got a house cleaner. You know what I'm saying, right? So like, my mom used to say, my mom used to say, we used to ask her if we could get a dishwasher. Like, can we get a dishwasher? She was like, I gave birth to two of them. So, um, so, uh, so, so. Yet this, yeah. yeah. So the idea is like, so we, we, we're bringing this lady into our home because this is an act of justice. Like yeah. she's, she's, probably undocumented, we didn't ask, you know what I'm saying? She probably is, she's from low-income family, she's just trying to feed her three kids. And the least thing, the least I can do is just say, I'm gonna make this, I'm not gonna worry about any other thing. This is an act of justice for me. Cause I, I could use the money, right? right? And I really don't need this, but I'm gonna dignify you because you're trying to work. So this is dignity, this mm. is a justice, this is equality, I'm gonna see you as an equal, like here, you are welcome in my home, you know what I'm saying? And if you, if you I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna make this uncomfortable for you to be like, ah, oh, stay for dinner, yes, like that's yes. still sort of like patriarchal, you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, no, this is transactional, you want a job, I'm gonna pay you for it. Right. This is your job, work, here you go. I'm gonna yes. pay you what you're worth, I'm gonna pay you on time. Right. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's a, but I'm not doing that because we need the luxury. Right. It's, this is this is activism, you know what mm. I'm saying? So I think it's I think in a lot of ways it has to do with like purposeful moves and choices that are for the purpose of equality and justice. Friends, would you join me in warmly thanking propaganda? Thank you guys. How do you like this closing music? This is all for you, propaganda. We are grateful for propaganda for his heart and for his life. To follow all things prop, go to prophiphop on Twitter or humblebeast.com. 
support his music, go out to the merch table, buy, you got it on vinyl out there, which makes me very you happy. have vinyl, yep. Of course, the conversation that begun here today will continue over on the New Activist Twitter and Facebook. New Activist is, and our website, newactivist.is. And a big thank you to our live audience today here in Frisco, Texas, yes. And with that, we go back into the world. On behalf of Propaganda and my colleagues at International Justice Mission, I am Eddie Koffeltz. Take care, friends. <laughs>